This is AutoLine Daily reporting on the global automotive industry. If you buy an electric car manufactured in the U.S., you will need to drive it 85,000 miles before its carbon footprint falls below that of a car powered by an internal combustion engine with a 48-volt mild hybrid. That's the conclusion of a well-to-wheel study conducted by AVL. Here's what Uwe Greba from AVL told us. We did a comprehensive study on the battery electric vehicle and on the conventional vehicles, looking at the greenhouse gas emissions all the way from extracting raw material, building this, this vehicle, and using it. And what you see is the battery has a significant impact on this greenhouse gas emission. It's so energy intense from, well, getting the, the raw material, but even more producing the battery cells. So roughly speaking, um, for a passenger car vehicle, um, the battery, if it is a 60 kilowatt hour battery, accounts for as much uh, CO2 as the rest of the vehicle. And with this backpack, that is uh, determining when you have to break even. When we take a US energy mix, and of course we can do better using renewables, but if we use a US energy mix to produce such a battery, well, we start with a backpack that is probably a, a one ton per 10 kilowatt hour of a battery. And when we take a C-segment vehicle, um, we calculate an 85,000 mile break-even for a conventional gasoline-powered uh, engine with this battery electric. AVL, which is a prominent powertrain consultancy based in Austria, included all the energy needed for mining the lithium and refining oil. But it did not include the energy needed for recycling, because currently, no one knows how to fully recycle EV batteries. The study used the U.S. electric grid for the comparison, and on average, 30% of that electricity is generated by coal. AVL says this shows the need to make the grid cleaner, especially with renewables, where EVs benefit more. In China, roughly 66% of the electricity is generated by coal, so presumably, motorists there would have to drive much further before their EVs would be cleaner than mild hybrids. That interview with AVL is part of our coverage from the management briefing seminars this week. And you can check out all the other interviews we did with industry experts on our website, autoline.tv, or on our YouTube channel. Hyundai's new fuel cell vehicle, the Nexo, just received a Top Safety Pick Plus award from the Insurance Institute for Highway Safety. This is the first time it crash-tested a hydrogen fuel cell vehicle. The IIHS says it wouldn't normally test a vehicle like this, since it's only available in California, but Hyundai wanted it to be evaluated, and the IIHS was happy to oblige. The Nexo earned a good rating in all six crashworthiness tests, and it earned a superior rating for its standard front crash protection system. This is important to show that fuel cell vehicles are just as safe as ones with more traditional powertrains. Car sales in China continue to slump. Passenger vehicle sales fell 5% in July to 1.5 million units, and that's according to the China Passenger Car Association. Local car makers like Geely and BYD have been amongst the hardest hit. And we came across some pretty good insight at the management briefing seminars on why China's new car market fell by over a million units since 2017. Up till now, China did not have much of a used car market. But now China has a larger car park than the U.S., and Chinese consumers have plenty of good used cars to choose from. 
For consumers with not as much money to spend, a used car is a great alternative to buying new. Electrification is the foundation for advanced mobility, and Yazaki is fully connected to vehicle electrification. With more than 75 years of experience, Yazaki is your development partner for high-voltage vehicle electrification. A very interesting car rolled through the Autoline garage this week. The all-new Toyota Supra. And people are quick to criticize the Supra as an uglier version of the BMW Z4, which it's based on. But I don't agree with that. I like the bold look. And we had random people stopping in the parking lot to take pictures, drivers slowing down to take a look, and smiles and thumbs up all over the place. The one thing I wish? That the fake air vents on the front fenders, below the doors, by the taillights were actually functional. And you really have to fold yourself up to get in and out of it. I also admit, it's a bit odd to see BMW logos and badges all over the place. And BMW controls, display screen and steering wheel. But I think the BMW iDrive system is better than anything Toyota has and is a welcomed feature. It's also odd to hear the BMW sound of the engine in a Toyota. It sounds like a well-tuned BMW, but still a BMW. But does any of this take away from the Supra being a fun sports car? For me, it didn't. Dropping it in sport mode gives it a little extra burble, and this car goes like stink. Its 3-liter turbocharged inline-six is rated at 335 horsepower. But I've seen videos of people that put the car on a dyno and got significantly higher ratings than what Toyota is claiming. We even saw a report yesterday from a company offering software that boosts it to 420 horsepower. We only got to push the car a little bit, but it behaved like a powerful rear-drive sports car. A little twitchy in the corners, but you could feel the rear-end squat, which gave it good feedback to the steering wheel and giving you a feeling of being in control. Like the last Supra, the new car seems like a good base for someone to make an absolutely wicked car. To the critics, I'd say go out and drive or ride in one before you knock it. Our GR Supra test car priced out at a little over $57,000. Okay, time to show off your automotive knowledge of classic cars again. Autoline viewer John B. sent us this picture he snapped in southern Italy a few years ago. Do you know what these cars are? We'll admit, we didn't know, and it took about 45 minutes of searching to figure it out. It is a little bit of an obscure brand, but it is one that we've heard of before, so I'm sure all of you will nail it. Leave your guesses in the comments, and we'll reveal the answer on Monday. AutoLine Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone Tires, your journey, our passion. Dana, people finding a better way. And by Yazaki, power, data, display. BMW recently took an axe to some of the vehicles in its lineup, and now Audi is trimming its portfolio. The company will no longer offer the A3 Cabriolet in the U.S. after the 2019 model year. Audi doesn't separate Cabriolet from sedan sales, but the A3 as a whole has only sold 5,650 vehicles through July of this year in the U.S., which is less than half compared to 2018. Look for more of this to happen. BMW and Audi are getting rid of models and using the savings to invest in EVs, AVs, connected cars, and mobility services. And in related news, the Volkswagen Golf R is going on hiatus after the 2019 model year. 
The company says the R will be back at some point, but did not give a time frame. So if you want one, you better get it now. You're going to have to wait. Ford is trying to revolutionize the way it develops new vehicles. It calls the new process EPLM, or Enterprise Product Line Management, and it could bring new models to the market much faster and at much lower cost. On AutoLine this week, we're joined by Jim Bombick, the VP of EPLM at Ford, and he explained how the process is speeding up product development. What we did here is effectively um, started small. Uh, we had a clean sheet of paper. We said, hey, how will we serve customers in a certain area of the marketplace that we knew uh, there was an opportunity? Uh, understanding their needs, testing with customers. We went through three or four, five different iterations in that space. A small team, 15 to 20 people, working for about 12 weeks. We were able to kind of go from a clean sheet of paper to a funded new white space vehicle that'll be in production um, by the start of 22 calendar year. Uh, that's really quick. That's really quick, It's yeah. smoking fast from what we have traditionally done. And even more important, uh, we've done ideas like this in the past, but they actually haven't gotten into the plan. And so it, there's a big part of uh, the way we're thinking about this is really thinking about strategy, and strategy is about making choices. So you've got to do some things and you can't do others. And in this case, when we start down the path of something like a white space vehicle, um, we have a clear intention of getting it into the product plan. So we have a funding mechanism and a way to actually make sure it sees production. Uh, and so that was really our real test. At the same time, we also wanted to test all the other things we've been doing through our smart redesign process. Uh, you've heard a lot about fitness. Well, a lot of things like the modular architecture are items that actually enable speed. So this, this white space vehicle is off of one of our five flexible architectures. And using that, it has, A, a high degree of commonality on parts that customers don't see and touch. It enables speed, so we're not re-engineering every part every time. And then we can focus all of our attention on how do we win with those customers and the things that they really care about. And uh, we're seeing things like um, uh, early milestones faster than we've ever uh, gotten to those uh, approvals before. And our goal... And, and we've harvested most of it to date already on that product program. We've talked about time to market faster 20%, uh, and we're well on our way to do that. For those of you not familiar with the term white space, it means it's a vehicle that fits into a segment where an automaker doesn't currently offer one. You can watch that entire show right now on our website, autoline.tv, or you can find it on our YouTube channel. But that's it for today. Thanks for watching, and have a great weekend. Wards is the industry leader for news, data, and analysis. That's why companies across the globe subscribe to our premium service, maybe even your own. Log in for subscriber access now. Check your company's intranet for details and rely on wardsauto.com to keep you informed.